Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, welcome everyone again to another episode of Placata Nation. Uh, here joined Woo! by the man himself, Mitrimo. Del Bronx, Cus Rod, what's going on, my man? Carlos, it's a pleasure, man. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to our um, uh, uh, Placata Nation podcast community. Uh, this is going to be a great year. 2023 is full of excitement. And uh, again, good vibes to you, Carlos, and good vibes to all of our uh, our viewers and our listeners. So Yeah, no uh, doubt. No doubt, because yeah. I, I would say, hey, health and joy. Uh, number one, that's that's the, the most important thing. Definitely. They say that if you have your health, you have your wealth. Yeah. Um, and and if we have our health, man, we're just gonna uh, keep on plugging that's forward, right. doing the best we can yeah. to become the best uh, that yeah. we could possibly become in everything we do. Right? So, that's right. Uh, gotta be grateful. Gotta be grateful and gotta be humble. Gratitude. Keyword. Keyword today. Humble. Remember yeah. that word because uh, that's gonna play a big part in this episode. So, yeah, uh, do, Carlos, uh, let let let's get cracking, man. Um. Let's. Th- I, I wanted this episode to focus on free agency wrap up. You know, we're coming to the end of free agency, even though free agency doesn't necessarily end because there is no end period until the season begins. But you know, this is winding down because you know pitchers and catchers do report in about a what a few weeks maybe. And um, yeah. the I know I know I know I just gave you flashbacks when I mentioned that yeah. I saw it in your face. Oh, I was. I but, was um, Full force right now around around this time, man. I was I was yeah. ready to go. Yes, yeah, I know, I know, I know. You were always you always do that. Was always prepared, always ready. Um, uh, I always said you 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 could go to sleep and you'll wake up and you'll go two for four the next day. I always said that. I was like, Carlos is always ready. <laughs> He's always locked in. Um, well, you knew, but Carlos, you knew one big... thing for sure that I was I was definitely going to put in the work to make sure that I was ready. Oh, and that's for sure. Oh, big facts. Uh, you definitely, don't have to get definitely. ready if you now, stay ready. They say. <laughs> Big, yeah. I think we, I think we talked about that before in an earlier episode. Please, if you haven't, go back to the early episodes and watch. Carlos did say this, yes, so Carlos, <laughs> so Carlos, I want to talk about another Carlos, uh, Carlos Correa. Um, I don't know, I don't know if you know this, but uh, he agreed to th- uh, three different deals with three different teams, <laughs> but he finally, finally landed on a team. He passed the physical, no more pending physical, and that's with the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Carlos, have you ever seen anything like this happen before? Absolutely not. I mean, this was, uh, <laughs> this is what we call the Carlos Correa saga. Yeah, right. It's absolutely epic, everything that went down. Uh, the Twins were always in the mix. Uh, they didn't really come close to the offers, for example, of the Giants. Um, the Giants made an incredible offer at 350. Uh, then, then then here comes the failed physical, which is incredible. Think about this, Rod. Mm-hmm. You are uh, one of the, you know, doctors in the organization. And here you are tasked with the mission of making sure that this newly acquired asset Right, this this very huge investment is actually going to pan out. This is your job as a doctor. You need to analyze whether or not longevity is feasible. If he's going to be able to play late into his thirties. So when the doctors see a red flag, immediately they're going to say, "Wait a second, you know, this is of concern." 
Um, it happened with the Giants. It obviously happened with the Mets. So this has been the uh, theme going on with Carlos Correa. But I don't think we've yeah. sat down and looked at it through the eyes and the lenses of those doctors that sit in, in, in the room and they have to make a decision on what to tell the front office and say, no, this is a concern. If you're going to invest that amount of money, we have to let you know that we are concerned about whether or not he's going to be able to play late yeah. into his into his 30s. That's that's tough, man. That's tough. Yeah. You know what's crazy? It uh, is. Uh, Rod, it's the fact that this injury really hasn't it hasn't given him any trouble. Um, it's it's to the left ankle, I believe it's the left ankle. And it, they, yeah. he really hasn't missed any time because of that injury. You would think there would be something else that we'd be concerned about, yet they've looked at it closely and they were concerned about the injury to his ankle being something that would prevent him from playing late into his 30s. So this is what it's all about. What is crazy is the up and down. Like, why are we announcing, yeah, it's a done deal, but then you come back and no, no, it's, we, we're not definitely, yeah. we're not going to go through it because the physical is not where we want it to be or the the prognostics are, are not really where they need to be. It's just so strange, uh, kind of like jumping the gun a little too quick. How about we don't announce yeah. signings until the player passes the, the physical? <laughs> we don't the start celebrating. So I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I do. I agree. I feel like that's something where I, I, I honestly feel like that's one of these things that has happened a lot especially um, the past 20 years, you know, we have all these major news channels. And then with the advent of social media, we have reporters that want to be first. Oh, first reporting. Yeah. Carlos Correa signs with the Giants. First reporting. Aaron Judge signs with the Giants. First reporting. Carlos Correa signs with the Mets. You know, you want to, they want to be first. They want to be credited yeah. as the first person saying it. But then we wait for the whole aspect of pending physical, pending physical. And this was something that was very unusual, I think, for a lot of people involved, fans. And this is coming from a fan perspective of the game. You know, I know you're a player, so you look at it from another perspective. But I think as a fan, you know, you get excited. I know I have a bunch of friends that are Mets fans, and they were over the moon that they got Correa. You know, they were so excited. And even the yeah. owner, as I call him, Uncle Steve, um, you know, uh, Steve Cohen. Uh, his excitement yeah. for, for signing Correa because, you know, Steve Cohen is a fan. He's an owner, but he's also a fan of the team. So there was a lot of excitement. And then as the days went by, you never heard anything official. And then, you know, little things started coming out saying, oh, well, there's an issue with the medical. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, man, so this is a serious issue because, yeah, one team has an issue with the medical. Okay, fine. But now this is the second team having an issue, and it's the same issue. So I'm like, this is an issue. And you can tell that the Mets wanted to work something out. They tried to work something mm -hmm. out with uh, Correa and with Boris. And I'm assuming that whatever they came up contract-wise was not comfortable enough for Boris to present to Correa to be like, yeah, you should sign this deal. So, you know, Boris being the incredibly intelligent um, goat biz, uh, businessman that he is, he went to the Twins. And like you said, Carlos, the Twins were never really out of it. They were interested in, in bringing him back. And they did. They got their guy. And now the Twins can move forward with building the rest of their team. 
And now the Mets are in a situation where they kind of have to pivot a little bit because they thought they filled in a spot at third base. Now, Carlos, um, we got to talk some options here for the Mets. What do they do? Do they call up somebody from the minors or do they hold off for the offseason next year um, to focus on on a big name? Now, you mentioned a few names uh, I want to throw out at you. You mentioned Escobar, who's already on the team, who could yeah, fill in yeah. at third base. He he's, he could do it. Yes. That 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 right there is is what you would call a stopgap. And the other person is somebody that you mentioned, and that's Ronnie uh, uh, Mauricio. Uh, can you tell us more about this yes. kid? And uh, yes. is he does can he do it? Yeah, Mets fans. Wow, like I, I understand. Look, Carlos Correa definitely went through his own uh, roller coaster ride, uh, but the Mets fans are going through a, a very difficult emotional up and down a roller coaster, you know, you, you were thinking you're going to have on the left side of the infield, um, a repeat of the WBC. You know, when we look at the team Puerto Rico, where Lindor was playing short yeah. and Carlos Correa playing third and everyone really got excited. Uh, I, I, I actually feel for the Mets fans because now they, yeah. uh, got that ripped, uh, uh, away from them. But yeah. now that the dust settles, so let, let's, let's talk about the possible, um, scenarios here you know Escobar certainly a, a good ball player solid ball player a veteran uh could definitely get the job done there he's been doing so and look the Mets won 101 games last season um there have been some um players that are gone you know uh talking about the Grom he's no longer part of the ball club but hey Verlander comes in so you know many many may say hey is this rotation perhaps even better than than um, than before, it, well, it, it could be. It yeah, really it could be. So you're thinking about 101 mm -hmm. games. Look, this this team is, is looks definitely capable of, of repeating an, another 100 win season. They're definitely capable. Um, but now Escobar could definitely play third base. But I want one player called Ronnie Mauricio, a true prospect uh, for the Mets, actually won the MVP in the Dominican Winter League, and I've personally seen him play. And man, it's a joy to watch. This kid has got all the tools necessary to be an absolute star. And I had a conversation yes. with him, Rod, because I was down there in Dominican Republic, had a conversation with him because when he was hearing the rumblings about Carlos Correa, you know, I could sense that he was getting a little worried because he's like, what are they going to do to me? They're going to yeah. trade me now? Like, where am I going to play? Like, there's no room anymore. And I told him like, no, there is room. Like, you keep on playing because that team is better with you on it. Even if Carlos Correa plays third, Man, you can play second, you know, and, and, and Mauricio yep. plays short, uh, but Lindor is there, but you can play second base. What they need is you as part of that ball club. Um, and I was kind of giving him, a, giving him a, a pep talk or just trying to encourage the young kid. Um, well, Correa is not going to be part of the Mets. And now Ronnie Mauricio uh, is one of those prospects that is well on his way to gaining and earning an opportunity on that starting roster. Don't sleep on Ronnie Mauricio. No. making a huge splash um, and becoming a rookie of the year candidate. I, I, I said it here now. We'll see what happens. But uh, I'm excited. Remember what you heard Ronnie that first. Mauricio. Remember yes. what you heard that first. Remember what you heard that first. Wow. Yeah. Ronnie Mauricio. That opportunity. And, he, and, and, you know, shout out. He plays for yours and my uh, Tigres de Lisey. So, yes. Yes, yes sir. Congrats on the MVP, my man. <laughs> Woo! Not that so uh, <laughs> I, I I know a few people that are gonna hear this and they're gonna be like they're no, gonna I'm give me some this. looks. 
getting ready, getting ready to go to the finals, by the way. Lice, lo liceita, hey, yeah. hey, everybody's yeah. pumped up, you know. <laughs> trying, to, trying to win that. Lo Aguilucho, hey, I got much respect for Las Aguilas, but uh, yeah, yeah a, a very difficult situation right now for them. We're going to have to wait until next October. Um, yeah, you know, here, I got something for them here. Hold this L real quick. Hold that. That's for you. Take that L and go go to your corner. It's okay. Um, oh so God. moving on, yeah, I didn't go there. <laughs> moving on, moving on now, now, uh, just so, just so, so we can wrap up with the Mets, a uh, little rumor that we've heard. I don't know. I don't know if you've heard different a little rumor I'm hearing is that one Manny Machado is possibly opting out of his contract after next season. And that's a name that a lot of people saying could be linked to the Mets. For a lot of reasons, he's always wanted to play in New York, especially he wanted to play with the Yankees originally. But also, who's the manager of the Mets? Buck Showalter, who was Mm. Manny Machado's manager with the uh, Orioles. So there's a connection there, Carlos. Could you see Manny Machado possibly uh, coming here um, next offseason as a piece for third base for them? If, Mm. let's say, your prediction of of Ronnie Mauricio and Escobar and even the other uh, minor league kid they have, Batty, doesn't work out. Yeah, well, think about it. Uh, no, I mean, they could still work out, and they, they'll they'll make room for Ronnie Mauricio. I know that Escobar, this is his last season with the Mets, uh, so mm-hmm. it would be, okay, he leaves. Now there's a vacancy there at third base. Here comes um, uh, Manny Machado, and Manny would absolutely be such a huge fit here in New York. Yeah. Um, I'm actually currently in New York. So this is, uh, I mean, this is definitely a possibility, but this is the problem, Rod. Do you understand that there's mm-hmm. going to be 29 other teams as well um, that, that could possibly, Bidding. you know, yeah. theoretically bid for Manny Machado? Not all of them are going to need a third baseman, but there's going to be a lot of other teams going after him as well for his services. So yeah, um, we, we, we have a situation there that we cannot guarantee that the Mets are going to land him. Are the Mets going to come on strong? Right. Absolutely, especially if Manny has another monster season like he did last year mvp mvp type season because i think you know i think manny should have got more mvp votes than he actually did i thought he was a a a monster last year all season and i agree with you man i mean if manny has a big year he'll have a lot of suitors and you know i and i remember how i said it uh, a few episodes back the mets are also going to be in on otani otani is going to be a big target so they're going to be in on a lot of guys but like you said they are competing with a bunch of ball clubs for machado um, but one ball club they are not going to be competing with, and we'll, trans- we'll you know we'll, we'll segue is the Red Sox because Hallelujah, the Red Sox signed one of their guys. They signed someone homegrown who's been a stud for them <laughs> since he's entered the league, and that's one Rafael Devers signed a massive deal. Uh, first of all, congratulations to you, Rafael. Well yeah, deserved, well that. earned. Uh, I mean, you know, I. I'm a I'm a Red I'm a massive Red Sox hater because I'm a Yankee fan, but I gotta respect the hell out of the kid. The kid is a stud. He kills us and he kills most of the league because he's a stud. He's really good. He's earned oh, yeah. that contract. Carlos, give me your thoughts on on, on Devers signing this long term deal, man. Man, I, first of all, let's talk about him as a player. You know, uh, he is just truly impressive. I love his swing. I love the angles he creates. I mean, he has a very particular yeah. uh, stance. And he strides actually at, towards second base, by the way, which uh, a lot of people would say he steps into the bucket. You know, that's what they, the, the, the way we call it. When you step into the bucket, you're kind of like stepping out. But what, right. and that's usually viewed as, no, that's not the way you do it. 
but he creates these angles that allow him to let the ball travel deep into the zone. And I'm getting a little technical here, but this is why he's so good at hitting balls off the monster, the green monster going the other way. Fenway yeah. Park is perfect for Devers. <clears throat> but not only that, you pitch him inside, he's clear in, in, in the inner part of the plate to get you know his swing in. So just a, a huge signing for the Red Sox. Definitely going to be uh, a factor going forward. Uh, and the worst thing is this. The, the, the best thing to think about it, I should say, is they were able to get their guy. Now, the bad news about it is that in retrospect, you're like, man, they should have signed him three years ago. And maybe yeah. they, they give him, you know, they, they don't spend as much. But let's not go there. The fact is that he is coming back to the Red Sox. And Red Sox fans could not be happier. All right, Primo. Thank you. Thank you, you already so know, much, brother. Uh, uh, for another wonderful uh, time. Yes. Uh, thank you for all the listeners. And uh, until next time, peace. Placata. <laughs> That's right. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.